Here's what you shouldn't do. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I want to talk about the what not to do list, or uh, uh, shortened, the not to do list. Have you ever heard of that? It's this idea that rather than making a to-do list, you simply write down all the things you shouldn't do. And this can be a list of habits that you shouldn't engage in, or it can be things that you shouldn't do in that specific day or that specific hour. There's a lot of benefits to this approach. It can do magical things for our productivity. So in today's episode, I want to talk about it. I want to dive deeper into the not-to-do list, talk about why it works, how we can practice it for ourselves, why it's important, and all of the other things that are related to it. So this is going to be a super good episode. Now, before we jump into it, uh, if you are looking for a coach to help you achieve your biggest goals, whether those goals are uh, getting into better shape, being more consistent in the gym, eating healthier, saving more money, starting a business, whatever your goals are, uh, I want to help you find a coach that you can actually afford to help you do that. Uh, so if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to tlbc.co slash coach. That's tlbc.co slash coach. Enter a few details, and I'm going to connect you with a coach that is affordable, that is experienced, and that can help you to uh, navigate the process, figure out where to start, figure out what you need to be doing, and figure out how to stick with it. So again, that's tlbc.co slash coach, or the link is in the description of this episode. So let's talk about the not to do list or the don't do list. Uh, The idea here is very simple. Instead of sitting and making a to-do list, which typically focuses on everything you need to do throughout the day, we make a not to-do list. We make a list that tells us what we shouldn't focus on in the day. And there are some key benefits to that distinction. But first, let's talk about why the to-do list is flawed, why it doesn't really work, at least not in the long term. The idea of a to-do list is simple. Let's get ourselves organized. Let's get all the thoughts we have in our head, write them down, and get them into a place where we can process them. And this can be helpful. It helps us to avoid overwhelm. It helps us to get the ideas out and make sure we remember them. It helps us to stay focused in the moment and to potentially be more productive because we don't have to spend as much time between switching. 
In fact, a book I read a few years ago called Two Awesome Hours talks about this idea, how the uh, uh, act of switching tasks and deciding what to work on next, that little moment, that's one of the biggest areas where we lose productivity. Because what happens is in that moment, we are primed to be distracted. Things can pull us away anytime we need to introduce a second or a, a minute of consideration. That's why if we can get to a place where we don't have to consider what to do next, where it's decided for us or it's decided earlier, um, we can just sort of zoom through much faster. So for these reasons, the to-do list, uh, while it can be incredibly helpful, can also be not that great. Uh, It leads to sometimes more overwhelm because as our list builds up, as more and more things pop into our head and we get ourselves to, to just consider more and more things, we put them all in a list. And before you know it, you've got list creep. The list gets too big, it gets too long, and it's too challenging to work through. Looking at the list itself becomes a form of overwhelm rather than a form of relief the way that it was before. It also... Uh, stops us from benefiting from what I spoke about a few episodes ago in the Zagernik effect, where when we start something and we don't complete it, we tend to obsess over that thing because it's in that incomplete state. However, the minute you get it out of your head and put it in a place, you start to satisfy some of the requirements to avoid the Zagernik effect. And so you no longer feel that attached to that specific task. So Overall, to-do lists can be helpful. They are phenomenal for organizing, phenomenal for getting things out of our head. However, in the question of productivity, of actually getting those tasks done, sometimes it can be less effective. So what do we do? Well, there are a number of productivity tools and approaches out there. One of them is the subject of today's episode, uh, the not-to-do list. Now, how does this work? Well, First, you'll want to create a to-do list. You'll want to take everything out of your head and dump it onto a piece of paper. So, so far, we're doing the same thing. We're creating a task list. The shift here is that rather than going through that list one by one and doing all the things, we actually need to ask ourselves the opposite question. We need to go through and sort through what shouldn't be done. What is it that we can actually push either uh, uh, to the next work session, to after lunch, to the next day, or indefinitely? What in this should be avoided? And that's an important question to answer. By going through and spending that organizing time, that sorting time, to identify the things that we shouldn't do, One, we remove overwhelm from the list itself by reducing the number of items on that list. Two, it's a much easier question to answer than answering the question of what should I do? Because everything on that list should be done. That's why you put it there. It's on the list because you felt like it should be done. But if you ask yourself, well, what shouldn't I do? What's not important here? That filter, that framing helps you to identify things that might be a waste of time or at the very least might be a distraction in this moment right now. So shifting that perspective can do wonders for the organization process. But more importantly, as it relates to productivity, it gets us into a place where uh, what's left on that list are all important things. And we can then organize those things into an order that makes sense 
and avoid what the book Two Awesome Hours talks about where we get distracted or disrupted within that switching process. So by simply removing a large chunk of items from that list and knowing with confidence because you've addressed and processed every single one of those items, you know that everything that's left on that list is important. Everything that's left on that list should be done in this session. If you know that, if you're confident in that, then you no longer have to ask the question of what should I do next? You remove that moment in time where you have to consider and think about and potentially get distracted. You give yourself the opportunity to just go straight from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And that can have a massive, massive improvement to your productivity. So by creating a not-to-do list, by going through and asking yourself, what is it that I should not do here? You give yourself the opportunity to boost productivity, increase your sense of organization, increase the level of control that you feel over your tasks and over your day, and you ultimately save time and energy that would have been wasted both in considering what to work on next and in working on things that aren't ultimately important. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. If you're listening to this right now, find the podcast on YouTube. The link to that is in the description of this episode, or you can go to tlbc.co slash YouTube. Find the podcast there and connect with us. Leave a comment on this video if you're watching it as a video. Just leave a comment. Let me know. Have you ever tried this? Have you ever made a not to-do list? If so, how did it go? Let me know what you think. Thank you for being here. And if you are looking for a coach, if you're looking for someone to hold you by the hand and help you to navigate the process of achieving those goals that you have, whether those goals are in your fitness, your finances, your career, your relationships, your mental health, your whatever it is, if you are looking for some support and you want to find a coach that you can actually afford head over to tlbc.co slash coach and fill out the quick form and I'll connect you with one. Uh, head over there now if that sounds like something that's interesting to you. The link is, of course, in the description of the episode as well. But that's tlbc.co slash coach. I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.